1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this WealthTrack Extra on maximizing your charitable giving. I'm Consuelo Mack. I'm joined by Pamela Norley, the president of Fidelity Charitable, which launched the first national donor-advised fund program in the country and is second only to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in grant-making. Fidelity Charitable was started by Fidelity, but it is a completely independent public charity whose mission is to make giving simple, effective, and accessible. And Pam, it's lovely to have you here again for another conversation for our WealthTrack audience. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: Great to be with you.
1: Let's talk about why I've got you on at this particular time of year, and it is the holiday season. It is the time of year where many of us focus on giving. Uh, Of course, you think about it year-round, as we all should as well. But this year, uh, there's a... Well, I think after listening to you, we're going to, but um, this year, we have tax reform legislation to think about. Um, we don't quite know how it's going to all end up, but uh, but it, there's got some big changes ahead, one way or the other. And I wanted to get your take on how significant is the legislation that is being proposed uh, to charitable giving?
0: So I think the tax reform, as optimistic as everyone is right now, will have a significant impact on giving season, as we call it, Fidelity Charitable. The last two months of the year, Americans donate tens of billions of dollars to charity, and so we have to be prepared to handle all of the donors and advisors and nonprofits that we're working with. And because we are anticipating reductions in tax rates, People recognize that they get a higher benefit by giving in 2017 if the tax reform uh, new rates are going to take effect in 2018. You know, there is a dispute between the House and the Senate bill as to the date of effectiveness. Um, But regardless, a lot of people recognize that by giving this year, they'll get a, a higher tax benefit than giving in a year where the tax rates have been reduced as a result of tax reform.
1: So are you seeing an acceleration in giving? Um, And and I know that that there was the same issue uh, last year as well, in 2016, that with the then new Trump administration uh, coming in, uh, a a lot of accountants were telling their clients, look, you know, we we don't know what the tax effects are going to be next year, but, you know, let's accelerate it in 2016. um, Are you seeing the same thing happening in 2017?
0: We are absolutely seeing the same thing happening. I think, you know, we had unprecedented giving in 2016, and we are way out ahead of even those volumes for 2017. So we really haven't seen much of a slowdown this year, surprisingly. Uh, I think people just very focused on the strong markets and take advantage of uh, the gains that they've realized through that. Two is just a lot of focus on the various needs of nonprofits as a result of the shifting political environment. And then three, I think... You know, the donor-advised fund model that we support at Fidelity Charitable has really picked up steam, I think, as a result of making the experience kind of Amazon-like, people realizing it's easier it's easier to do their giving than it's been in the past and then taking advantage of donor-advised funds for that purpose.
1: So what are you telling your donor-advised fund clients, uh, that the current ones and potential ones, as far as giving this year uh, and and giving next year, what what kind of advice are you giving? Has there been any change in what you're telling them from the past? No,
0: and frankly, we generally will look to the advisors and the, the donors will look to their advisors or, or tax experts to kind of give them guidance on their own particular circumstances. We have though been educating our donors and advisors around the anticipated tax consequences. With tax reform, which could make it more advantageous to give your giving this year, um, that uh, if you're focused on tax benefits, and this is probably a, yet another year for you to be uh, thinking about accelerating your giving.
1: And let me ask you, what you're hearing from the charities uh, that you know you're directing your donor donors to in your giving accounts, or that that they uh, you know have chosen themselves um especially with the uh the, the standard deduction being raised are the uh, charities concerned about the fact that perhaps uh the fact that fewer people will be could be itemizing their deductions or are, are they worried about uh, the the charitable giving uh, flows in general, are they worried that, you know, that year end reminder that so many of us have, Oh, you know, I've got to take the deduction. If there are a few of us taking that standard deduction possibly with um, new legislation, are, are they afraid that there are going to be fewer people giving?
0: Yeah, I do think that folks are concerned. The nonprofit leadership is concerned about the impact of the doubling of the standard deduction and that taking away people's incentive to give. I mean, in the research that we've done, and we have a, a new report out around overcoming the barriers to giving, you know, 59% of people are not giving for charitable tax purposes. So they're not even taking advantage of it today. So it's not clear how much impact that will have long term. But I do know that a lot of the nonprofits are concerned about the tax reform as, as a result of the doubling deduction. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, I think it's a little st- still too early to tell whether or not that's going to have big consequences on that on charitable giving.
1: Can can you tell us a little bit about the the trends in philanthropy that you're seeing uh, this year? And I know, you know, we've had a a roaring bull market once again. And I remember when I talked to you about the trends for 2016, that there was a lot of appreciated stock being given. Um, What trends in philanthropy are you seeing this year?
0: Yeah, we're continuing to see that people are using appreciated securities to do their giving or they're taking complex assets, real estate, hedge funds, interests in private equity, and they're donating them uh, in lieu of giving cash. Cash is not a very efficient uh, contribution to make to any charity, Mm -hmm. but uh, particularly if you're looking at the long term. So we are seeing you know, a lot of appreciation in the market now being changed to philanthropy dollars. And that's certainly a very positive thing. As you probably know, there's $390 billion in philanthropy just in 2016. We got those numbers a few months ago. So continuing to increase. Um, that's one of the things. The second thing is we're starting to see larger gifts being made to organizations. I think people recognize that with more significant gift to a nonprofit, they may may be able to drive faster change with that organization. So we've seen a large increase in million-dollar gifts this year, uh, which is a very positive result, I think, for some of the major uh, organizations that our donors support. Um, And and third is, you know, there's been a huge impact in, uh, excuse me, a a huge uptick in impact investing. So people Mm -hmm. trying to also, at the same time that they are Uh, making investments for the long term, they're looking to actually do good at the same time by, you know, focusing on environment and social issues with their giving, as opposed to just giving to, uh, you know, various charities in small dollar amounts.
1: Right. And I seem to remember that 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 was a big change in 2016 as well, that there was a a big increase in giving to environmental causes, uh, to animal rights causes. So you're seeing that continuing.
0: We are. We are to some of the, you know, the human services organizations to the deal with the refugee crises around the world, uh, continuing to deal with environmental issues. It's been a big uh, continue to be a a really important cause. And, you know, it depends on the geography in the country as to where most of the giving is going. But we've seen a large uptick in giving just overall this year uh, from Fidelity Charitable. In fact, we're we through the end of October there was 3.5 billion given away to charity through Fidelity Charitable, and we were at 3 3.5 billion through the whole year last year. So we're anticipating 4 4 billion plus.
1: Wow. Let me ask you about yeah. uh, again. We don't know what the tax legislation is going to be in, the, in its the final form, but one of the things uh, that is being uh, proposed is to eliminate the state and local tax deduction. And I, I talked to uh, to someone that you know well and have worked with in the past, Elder DeRay, who is with EY, yeah. and she told me that there are a ton of conversations going on with people in high-tax states. Uh, like New York and Connecticut, California, New Jersey, uh, that yeah. if they were thinking of moving to a low tax state that this is accelerating that decision <laughs> and and if they 're thinking of putting their house in the market and downsizing and moving to some place where they wanted to retire that that those decisions are are being fast forwarded as well. Are, are you seeing um, an uptick in don in donations of real estate uh, for similar reasons to the donor advice funds, and I will just remind our listeners that one of the Incredible benefits of donor advised funds is that you will take what are considered to be kind of illiquid assets, and and we can take the full tax deduction as a donor. Um, and uh, you know when we give it to you, and and you have to worry about you know selling it and liquidating it, and then giving it to whichever charities that you know the donor decides to give you know sometime in the future. Are, are you seeing an uptick in in, in donations of illiquid assets, uh, especially in these high tax states?
0: Yeah, so not not yet. In fact, uh, just to clarify on the real estate, you know, we do look for liquid real estate, i.e. real estate that's in urban settings, you know, highly right. uh, sellable. So uh, we generally are, are pretty good at taking those types of assets and liquidating them quickly and then putting them into the DAF. Um, no, not, not yet. But, you know, I, I still think. People are not realizing the seriousness, I think, of Washington and getting this tax reform done by the end of this year. And so, there's, so, <laughs> so uh, but this if, is pretty if significant. If true, my sense is we'll have a lot more calls. Right.
1: Uh, let me ask you about the report that you mentioned, which is overcoming overcoming barriers to giving. And you've been kind enough to allow us to share it uh, with our audience on our website on wealthtrack.com. We'll, we will link to it. Um, But give us the headline. So what are the biggest barriers to giving?
0: Well, the the two barriers to giving are one is obviously financial circumstances. And I think, again, back to the concern that people just don't understand the tax benefits of giving to charities. So they don't understand that they can get a deduction for it or that they can use appreciated securities. Um, So that, I think, is the number one concern. And then the second thing is we've learned from this research with thirty two hundred donors, which is a pretty significant group of, of people to be reaching yeah. out to, is that they're concerned mm-hmm. that about the impact, you know, they're concerned about the charity effectiveness of the organizations they might support. So in the report, we try to bring to them a lot of resources and tools. There's lots and lots of information out there about how to approach learning more about an organization or nonprofit that you're interested in, in donating to, you know, starting with Uh, This nine-question summary that we prepared that you can, you know, kind of go through and then use that to have a direct conversation with the organization that you care about. I think contacting them directly and understanding uh, what their mission is, having a solid mission, having a, you know, a really good long-term program established that measures the return on whatever the cause is. Um, You know, the second, the second thing we always tell people is, you know, go volunteer. I mean, that's what I'm doing here in North Carolina is, as I'm looking at which organizations to get involved in, I'm going and volunteering at various organizations to learn more about them. And then the third is that there are a lot of research tools out there, Charity Navigator, GuideStar, uh, Give.org. We have uh, some of these resources available on the Fidelity Charitable website You do have the ability to learn about the financial health of these nonprofits, getting information on their programs that they're sponsoring, and, of course, understanding how they're measuring uh, success. Um, And then another uh, way to really take a look at the effectiveness is to, you know, use these donor networks or giving circles. There's resources out there where you can get information about something you may care about, for example, human services or food insecurity or cancer research. And then in lots of communities, by going to the Giving Circle Central list, you're able to uh, find out who else in your community might be interested in that and then uh, do some research and learn independently whether this is an organization that's driving long-term impact.
1: It's so interesting because knowledge uh, it is something that, you know, that we all need, obviously, to um, overcome these barriers to giving, but also the fact that it sounds like there's been a change uh the old days of just writing a check that's still happening but more and more people do want to get involved and have direct personal contact and you're recommending that uh that donors do that right
0: they do yeah you get you really get to you number one you have a chance to meet uh the leadership of the organizations generally people that um, you know, that are that are on the ground are the people that care most about the cause and what leadership is there, so you get to know and interact with them. Two is you get to see actually what you're doing, you know, what what work is being done to further the cause. And then three, what I've always found is you get to meet other people that care about that organization, and you can question and learn from them, uh, you know, what the what effective measures of that particular nonprofit are that allow you to, to decide whether or not you want to be part of it. One of the most important things is you really have to think about What's your philosophy with respect to giving? And we do talk about this, um, how you create a mission statement. I know over Thanksgiving, you know, with my family, we'll talk about our giving as a family. What are the causes that we care about? You know, what change do we want to drive in the world? And then how do we kind of backing away from that? Uh, contribute or volunteer our time with organizations that we think will drive that change that's important to us as a family. So I think this this is a good report just for the purposes of it gives you a lot of different resources and a lot of different information about how to think about your philanthropy overall that can then get you to be more comfortable because more people want to be giving, um, but they also want to be giving smarter. And this is just another tool to help them accomplish that
1: and actually uh, as we wrap up this conversation that brings me you know at the end of every wealth track the TV program this is a podcast but we do ask for one piece uh, of advice or one action we can take and i was going to ask you uh, you know if, if there was you know one kind of year end message that you would give to to Americans uh, as they consider their charitable giving and we we are a very philanthropically oriented nation what would it be
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's so important that you plan for your giving just like you plan for your vacations and for, for college and for uh, putting money aside for a rainy day. I think including that philanthropy and that charity support that you want to give it needs to be more planful. And I think a lot of us, you know, we just kind of write a check at the end of the year. We make a contribution into your DAF at the end of the year. And it's something that really requires much more foresight and planning and thought. Um, so that you can be more satisfied with it and get more joy from it and and drive more impact long-term.
1: So, Pamela Norley, President of Fidelity Charitable, thank you so much for joining us and giving us such good ideas about how to be more impactful with our philanthropy. We really appreciate your being with
0: us. Thank you very much, Gonzalo. It was wonderful to be with you.